Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. What is up, everybody? It is Matt. Well, I mean, my name is Matt, and and you're John. But I was just trying to throw the microphone at you, see if you're paying attention real quick. Like it's Matt, and then you say, "Yo, everybody." Oh, and it's John. Okay. No. See, you're messing this up. It's I. Yep, that's me. I'm Matt. But hey, why don't we just keep on going with this podcast? Because I'll be honest, I'm a little bit flustered, Matt, and I'll tell you why. Um, It is uh, it is my great honor. Uh, to bring to you one of the one of the best men I've ever met in my whole life. Well, listen, you I can feel the excitement in you because you're jumping way ahead of the game. First, first of all, we want to say welcome to two guys talking youth ministry. That's what we want to say first. Nope, I just want to get right to it today. Let's bring let's bring him in. No, let's we we are excited about this podcast, John. And uh, but welcome to two guys talking youth ministry. Uh, we're your hosts, Matt and John, two local youth pastors, just talking youth ministry stuff. Hey, if they want to get in contact with us, maybe ask us some questions about what's going on. Uh, how do they do that, PJ? Yeah, you just hit us up at John at EssentialCoaching.us and Matt at EssentialCoaching.us. Yep, that's how you get in contact with us. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you want to connect with us. Uh, send us an email there. Listen, we appreciate all of you who are listening to the podcast. You're liking it. You're sharing it. Uh, feel free to leave us a review, man. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you think of the the episodes and everything. And we are excited. So I'm gonna. I, I can feel the. I can feel the enthusiasm from you. So I'm gonna let you introduce today's podcast guest uh, that we had a conference call with. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take this one all by yourself, PJ. Listen, we were lucky enough to get the Aaron Pino on the phone to have a conversation with us about something that I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of us. Uh, in ministry, youth ministry especially, I think, uh, where we're trying to cultivate a culture and an environment. And sometimes, um, and to be honest with you, sometimes what we do is we we lose an aspect of what it is to bring a worship culture into our youth ministry. And I'll tell you what, we've known Aaron Pino for a long time. I, um, I mentioned it to Aaron uh, in the phone call. He is by far my favorite Pino. Um, to be honest, I started thinking about it. His son Max is actually my favorite, but then it goes Max and then Aaron. I haven't met his daughter yet but um but you know what it was an amazing phone call and i'm excited for everybody to be a part of it so let's check hey what's going on we are here with the man himself mm. mr aaron pino john are you excited to be with aaron today i'm pumped it's like a holiday today it is like a holiday national aaron, aaron, aaron pino, pino day, day. No, no, no. it's like thanksgiving man you know we got a grub bro <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Aaron, thanks for hanging out with us today, man, on Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry. And uh, before we get going, we're going to be talking about some things today in the worship culture, some stuff like that. Just uh, we know you, but maybe everybody who's listening doesn't know you. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're serving at, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so my name is Aaron Pino. Uh, Right now I am serving at Joliet First Assembly. It's like a suburb of Chicago. Um, I'm new on staff here. Before that, I was actually a worship pastor slash youth pastor in Fort Worth, Texas. My God, they <laughs> got me out of Texas up here to the cold, man. Y'all, y'all done messed up. And even uh, word on the street, before you was at Fort Worth, you was at a pretty awesome church, I believe. 
Yeah, it was all right, man. It was all right. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, no, I was on staff with uh, Pastor Matt and Pastor John there at Artlick Christian Center. Uh, I was only there for a year. Whenever we got on staff there, my wife and I, literally after we accepted the position, found out we were pregnant with our first son, Max. Uh, So we moved like a thousand miles away from our family. So we were there for a year. It was it was a good year uh, being under the leadership there. I learned really uh, strong work ethic, man. I mean, all them all them dudes there from Pastor Phil uh, to to Pastor Matt and Pastor John. I mean, all them put in work, man. They do work, man. And so uh, the it, it was one of the best experiences of my life. So yeah, I was on staff with them jokers. I know these guys. We go way back. <laughs> So yeah, man. So you t- you said everybody you married. How long have you been married now, Aaron? Uh, we just celebrated nine years of marriage in September. So last month we, awesome. uh, well, whenever this is recorded, but anyway, September uh, was nine years. We got two kids. We got uh, my my son Max. He's four years old, uh, and then my daughter Bella. She is one. That's cool. Very yeah. cool. Why does, it, why does it anyone tell you whenever you become a father? It's like the best thing and the worst thing of your life. Oh, like yeah. oh yeah. These, these jokers, man, they got my heart. Yeah. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Why are you growing up so fast, man? Uh-huh. Like Absolutely. you're smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what, what's going on? I love it, dude. I love it. And uh, so you're, you're now uh, on staff there doing some things. And today what we're talking about, uh, like Aaron just said, like we, we've known Aaron for a while. Um, and even our friendship has extended long after his, uh, his stay here on our staff. And uh, Aaron has, a, has an amazing heart for worship, for students as well. You know, you heard he did some student ministry stuff down in Texas as well, um, even has done student ministry even before then, even probably still, you know, enjoys being around teenagers as well. So today we're talking about uh, the worship culture uh, within student ministry. And maybe just to kick things off, Aaron, here's a question I'll, I will ask for you. What's, what's the number one What's the number one you think when it comes, maybe one or two, maybe three, I don't know. But when it comes to students, the student ministry, the student ministry culture today, what's the, what's the one or, number one or two thing you see missing in that worship culture in the youth ministry context? Like, what, what do you think about that? Um, honestly, just the first thing that pops into my, to my head, uh, you know, and, and today I might step on a little bit of toes, uh, it is my intention to step on toes this morning. Come on, somebody. <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, this, the first thing that pops into my head is, uh, it's going to sound like an old school word, but it's the anointing. Yeah. Um, one thing that I know that Scripture tells us is that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Uh, and so what, I, what I've noticed and what I've seen is that we've replaced the presence of God for atmosphere. That's good. And so what you what we kind of tend to see is we have a super legit atmosphere. Got the lights going, the music's popping. Uh, you know, if you do the game stuff, that's awesome. If you're really huge in a small groups, community, which I think all these things are essential to youth ministry. And sometimes we don't realize this is we've created an awesome atmosphere to where it's like, man, this feels really good. The energy's really good in here, and the music's good. Uh, the, the preaching's phenomenal, um, but our kids are still not experiencing the power 
and the presence of Jesus Christ, which ultimately that's what changes lives. That's good. Um, and so just right off the bat is, is the anointing. And so the way, the only way I know how to put it is we need to get the oil back on us. I'm a, I'm a spirit filled Holy ghost guy. I'm not ashamed about that. I'm not bashful about that. Um, just because I know for me, the, the context where I grew up in, uh, we grew up in a mainline denominational spirit filled church. Um, but they had atmosphere with no presence. And so I went my entire life, um, not really ever encountering the presence of God, but whenever I was 18 years old, um, at a music event, it, no one was preaching, no one was, was, you know, presenting the gospel to me, but at a music event, um, I encountered the power and the presence of God for the first time, and it radically changed my life to where, um, you know, as a teenager, 18 years old, it was spring break, uh, my senior year. After that, I went back to school, um, we evangelized the whole school, somehow became the president of the Bible club. Uh, and we, we saw revival happening in our school. Um, but it didn't happen until I encountered the power of the presence of God. Yeah. And so one thing that I noticed, like I said, I go back to is we need to get the anointing back in our services. That's good. That's good, man. Mm -hmm. Talk about that in a minute uh, for a minute, Aaron. Like, okay, so in, in the worship context, and again, I know we could probably dissect a whole set, but today on this podcast, we're talking about the worship atmosphere, the worship context of, of, of the student ministry side of things, or, or maybe some leaders are listening today, and this could definitely spill over in any ministry context, but talk about that a little bit. What would that look like? You're saying getting the anointing back, getting the presence of God back in, in that worship context of a, of a Wednesday night, a Sunday night, Thursday night kind of youth service. What, what would that look like? Well, the first thing that I that comes to mind whenever I think about this is um, uh, it, it's true for for main church as well, not only youth culture, but um, everything rises and falls on our leadership. So I've been a youth pastor before. I've been a worship leader before. Right now, I'm an associate pastor at the church I'm at. Everything rises and falls on leadership, right? So you, you're asking about how how we develop that and get that into our culture and our youth ministry. I believe that it starts with us as the, as the leaders, as the pastors of our youth ministry, because ultimately, um, whether you agree with this or not, I believe this way that our youth pastors are our main worship leaders. Um, if our students don't see our leadership worshiping, they're not going to worship. That's if good. our students don't see our leaders inviting people to church, they're not probably not going to invite anybody to church if they're not doing that. So, um, so us as the leaders are the main worship leaders. So how do we cultivate that and develop that in our youth ministry? I believe it starts with us as leaders. And so the way you can practically do that is I just say exposure. Mm -hmm. And, and let me break it down for you exposure wise. Um, get around what you want. That's good. So if you want in your youth ministry, expose yourself to worship. Now I'm not saying that you have to fly across the country to go to, you know, some people like Bethel or you have to fly to Australia to get exposed to like Hillsong or anything like that. With modern day technology, you can literally with a click of a button go on YouTube and expose yourself to phenomenal worship and anointing like that. Right. And so you expose yourself to that. And, um, 
the way I put it is we're all, we're, you know, all of us on the phone call, we're all dads, right? Um, so the way I liken it is with our kids, okay? Um, we talk, we teach them the ABCs before they even know how to talk. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, uh, W, X, Y, and Z. I almost forgot it. My God. I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you know your ABCs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. At least, <laughs> um, you know, but we sing our ABCs to our kids. And my daughter right now, she's one. She's learned how to talk. And we sing it to her. ABC. We go through the whole thing. And she doesn't know what we're doing. She just thinks we're singing a song. And so she's there. She starts going. The other day, she starts going, A, B, A, B. And it's like, oh, you're so cute. This is that, right? But, but what we're doing is we're actually equipping her with a tool that she's going to use for the rest of her life. That's good. He doesn't realize that, right? And so don't be afraid of exposing your students to the anointing to worship because I know there's some some ideas out there like, well, you know, we kind of have to back down a little bit for the sake of new believers. We want to reach, you know, we want to reach the, the, the loss and absolutely we have to reach the loss, but Jesus never backed down, right? So expose your students to the things of God, expose your students to worship, expose your, your, yourself to worship, because I'm telling you, if you don't carry it, no one else in your ministry is going to carry it That's good. Uh, more than likely. So practically develop, uh, uh, to develop this is expose yourself. And then two, uh, whoever is leading worship for you, whether it's yourself or maybe it's your wife, maybe it's a spouse, you know what I mean? Who's leading worship, uh, invite them in to be exposed to it as well. Um, because I know this as a worship leader, I cannot take anybody where I haven't been myself. Yeah. And so if I'm not, if I'm not leading myself in worship, I'm not going to lead anyone else in worship. I might be able to entertain people. And honestly, our, if we're just there to entertain people, it's going to suck because we don't have the budget of Hollywood. We don't have the budget of, you know, the music industry. So if you're just in it for entertaining people, I'm telling you right now, get out. Don't do it. Cause I guarantee you, you are horrible. You suck at what you're trying to do. That's why you need the anointing because the anointing changes everything. So just practically expose yourself as the leader. And then secondly, expose your leaders along with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, makes a, it makes a lot of sense, Aaron. Now, like, I, I mean, we all know, like there's youth ministries, churches of so many different size sizes, so many different dynamics, yeah. you know, so many different talent levels, you know, as far as you might have a paid worship pastor in your student ministry, or you might be relying on, uh, people that are just in your high school ministry that are in band in high school and you're trying to formulate, but what, but what you're talking about is you, you're not so much worried and you don't want to focus on the atmosphere, but the anointing, what would be some ways, some practical ways to where you're, you're, you're wanting to implement this heart of worship to a youth ministry and to your leaders, um, that really don't know it. Obviously, you're saying to expose yourself and expose them. What would you say would be a good, a good launch pad for them? Like to to get them to transition their mindset to where this is a performance. Um, to we're we're ushering in the presence of God. Like what what would be some good practical launch pads for that with with your worship team as well as your youth ministry? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, just as you're talking, the first thing that comes to my mind. Uh, now, I'm not saying necessarily to do this for, for your, your main youth service, mm -hmm. 
but in exposing people, um, you know, get your team around. And like I said, just turn on YouTube and not just watch it, but actually worship with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. You guys have a multi-campus there. Well, several multi-campuses there at Heartland. And think about what you guys do. You play a video for people and people engage and people interact. Yeah. Uh, you even look at like Elevation Church or like uh, Vertical Church or these, even Hillsong Church. Some, what these guys do is they play a video on screen and people interact, right? Yeah. So for the exposure, get your team together, turn on YouTube and worship with whoever you want to worship with. Honestly, um, I like International House of Prayer. I like Bethel Church. Um, Hillsong stuff, they're kind of leaning more towards the performance side, even though they're, um, they're still good at what they do. Um, but, you know, turn something on like that and worship with them. So now practically in your youth ministry, maybe you don't have um, a budget to hire a youth, a, a, a youth music guy. Maybe you don't even have someone who's skilled in your youth ministry to lead worship. Because I've been there before where it's like, hey, we, we want music tonight. And the only person who knows how to do it is me or we need to play a CD, right? Right. Um, I can rock my face off all day to this. And then you go to your youth service and you've got an acoustic guitar player. Yeah, you got That's Susie it. in the corner trying to strum three chords, but it sounds like her hand's broken. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Her tops was taken out last night. You know what I mean? I'm with you, dog. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the practicality <laughs> things, Aaron, of like, all right, the youth pastor that, and like you said, you can have 20 kids. This might be a guy who has 80 kids, but no one's there is musically talented and the youth pastor himself is not. What's some practical things, some ground zero things to start with when it comes to developing that worship culture. I know you've, you've hit on it just a, just a minute ago, but like, what are some practical things? Even you as a youth pastor, you're there. All right, here's some of the first things I would do. Yes. I'm bringing in the anointing. Um, I'm teaching them how to bring in the presence of God, but now the practical things of, Hey, we don't want to watch YouTube videos, uh -huh. you know, for the next, for the next two, for the next two years. So what's some things I can do to start applying some gifts and stuff like that inside my students? Yeah, um, you know, um, first thing is it's practical. It's spiritual, but it's practical as well. First of all, you need to pray, man. Pray for the right students to come in. Um, you know, maybe they are knucklehead, barely saved. Maybe they're not even saved. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're musical, you can. Um, can you stop, stop there. Let me ask you a question, Aaron, because yeah. you just said something that I think is very good that personally I feel like sometimes in youth ministry we lose the focus. You just said maybe they're not even safe. So you're telling me that I can have a bass player on my stage that don't even love Jesus and be a part of my worship team. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So here's my thought on it, right? Because I like um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we have, keep going. Keep going. We, there you go. We have a senior pastor, like senior high pastor, that we're not even completely sure <laughs> to save our youth ministry. Come on, man. So. Bro, what I was talking about, like people save, not save. This is, this is my approach and philosophy on this. If someone's a leader, so they have a voice in your ministry, like a worship leader, a small group leader, um, uh, you know, someone who's in leadership, who you've given a platform that we say, hey, look, these people are leaders. They absolutely need to be saved. OK, um, absolutely. I would never have a, a worship leader up there that wasn't saved, but like auxiliary ministries, like your door host they're shaking hands, right? They don't need to be saved. 
They yeah. just need to make sure that they that they, you know, aren't cussing people out as they come in and just have a warm smile. If right. they're a bass player, they're you know, yes, they're leading worship, but they're they're ultimately submitted under the leadership of the worship leaders. So yeah, why not have a bass player who's saved? Why not have a drummer who's who's not set? You know what I mean? I'm not against that at all because. I'm a firm believer, and you might have, you guys might have heard this before, that people need to belong before they believe. Yeah. Uh, if you look at Jesus' disciples, um, they were knuckleheads whenever he recruited them. But yeah. he saw something in them that was going to change the world. Yeah. And he, you know, to the natural, looking at Peter, Peter was this hot-headed, almost bipolar guy who would cuss you out if you, if you made him mad, right? Yeah. And then he's going to, he's, he's going to slice your ear off. Um, if you try to come against the people. So, I mean, Jesus recruited people before they even believed fully what was going on. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as they walked with him, as he gave them, uh, as, as he allowed them to be exposed to him, there was something that changed in their heart, um, that ultimately led them to, to be the leaders that they need to be. So whenever it comes to your worship team, the worship leader, I'm just saying, if you want the anointing, you better have someone that's saved, right? We're talking about developing that because I'm telling you right now, Joe, because it's really hard to get the anointing if your worship leader ain't saved. (laughs) Sleeping with his girlfriend, um, you know, you know, doing all kinds of foolishness. Right. It's like, all right, let's get exposed. Let's bring in the anointing. I'm telling you right now, he's bringing something in, but it ain't the anointing. It's probably an STD or some kind of demon. You know what I mean? So... That's that's what I would say is you just need to uh, uh, allow people to to belong before they believe, unless they're in leadership. Okay, that's good. I like that. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I wanted you to expound on that because you said something there and answering the other question that I'm like, that's a pause that you need to develop. So you're going back. All right, so you're praying people in. People yeah. are coming in. Go ahead and now continue with the how we're developing our teams and, and the worship culture. So, yeah, you pray people in, um, and I, I think as a youth pastor, as a leader, you need to be well-rounded in some stuff. You don't have to be a musician, but you better have an ear for music, right? Yeah. And so um, whenever you're having practices, I did this with the worship team, uh, the youth worship team that I was just at. I actually used the youth worship team as a farming system for our main worship team. Right. So we developed them in youth, and then we eventually moved them on to our main worship team and it worked really well. Um, whenever I left this last church, our, our youth worship leader, I developed her and poured into her for like four years. And whenever I left, she stepped in right whenever I left and took over my job whenever I was gone. Right. That's cool. Um, So, uh, like I said, you as a youth pastor, you might not be a musician, but you need to be musical. So know what you want to hear. Know if they're, if someone's singing in the wrong key, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You have to be a complete idiot not to know if someone's singing in the wrong key. You know <laughs> yeah, saying? right. So during the practices, this is what I would do, is during the practices, I would sit on the practices, and I'd have a microphone out where the audience would be, and I'd have them run through their songs, and I would stop them, and I'd say, hey, drummer, you need to do it like this. Boom, 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 boom. And you need to try to, you know, and I'd try to help them along. Hey, vocalist. Um, And I, you know, I'm, whenever you approach people, it's super easy to be like, man, you suck. You need to do it like this or like, hey, vocalist, 
Like, are you, have you been sucking on a turd all night long? What's up with your voice? You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to, you need to, especially with young people, you need to know how to cushion that. So it's like, hey, man, you're doing really well, man. I love your enthusiasm. I love your, your energy on those drums. Could you maybe give me like a little something over here like this? Could you yeah. do it like that? Yeah. And then when they do it, even if it's not what you asked for, but it's close to it, they need to say, man, that's perfect. Man, you are rocking this thing. I'm so glad you're on the team, right? Yeah. And that's how we developed our drummer in the last place. You know what I'm saying? And we yeah. developed them. So I do it during practice, and I pray them in, whether they're saved or not, pray them in. Once they're on the team, I take the practices to sit in there and to develop them. And so that took a little bit of planning on my, on my end because I couldn't be wrapping up my message while they're, while they're practicing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and I'll be honest. Sometimes I, I deliver that Wednesday night special. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, dang, I've been running around all week long. Right? And I'm just being real. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We've all been there before. We've all done that before. Where it's like we've had funerals. We've had this or that. Or maybe, you know what? <laughs> I'll be honest. Maybe I wasn't feeling doing work in the office and I just goofed around. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh, crap. I got to put some. We've all been there. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and if you haven't been there, you will be there. And if you tell people you haven't been there, you're a liar. <laughs> liars, liars work at Heartland Christian Center. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm teasing. Right. Um, but so, so yeah, just pray them in and then sit down with them during the practice and work them through. And honestly, man, it's just going to take time. Yeah. Um, you know, the old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. And so you just got to take time with them. And if you're consistent, you'll see a great change. And what's going on? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 I would and, and if you're not that person, you know what you're talking about, Aaron, you're not that person who has an ear or knows when a vocalist off. Again, I think that's another that's another avenue that as leaders we can bring someone else in on our team, like, hey, I just want you to help our worship team be better. I just yeah. want you to be able to listen, you know, help help give and the cool thing is you, you mentioned earlier technology, you know, anymore with a lot of the stuff that's out there, you can look at your drummer and say, Hey, go watch this video, <clears throat> this drummer will show you how to play this yeah. song or will show you some feels. Or go watch this guitar part, they show you the solo. Um, yeah. And what you said there at the end, Rome wasn't built. I mean, so what you're saying is I won't sound like Hillsong in two weeks is what you're trying to say. No, no, you won't sound like Hillsong in, in two weeks. And here's the thing, too, which we have talked about this, and I'll, I'll kind of change the subject. You don't want to sound like Hillsong, right? I believe that that – God has a specific sound for your ministry. That's good. That's I good. believe that God has a specific sound even for your church. Yeah. So like the churches or the youth ministries that just want to sound like Hillsong and they nail it. Awesome. They're nailing it. But I believe that there's more for them because you know, there's, there's uh, we have multiple churches for a reason. So why be cookie cutter? Why, why try to sound like someone else whenever we're creatives, you know what I'm talking about? We're musicians, we're artists. So, I mean, Try to develop the sound and, and as pastors cultivate that. So yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. I like I like what you said about how each youth ministry, because I know even even just being honest with ourselves, we can find ourselves in that trap of, man, we want to do this song and sound like that. And we want to do this song and sound like that. And we don't have the techno yeah. stuff. We don't have and then it can almost be discouraging because then you know you've heard the song, then you go to play it on your Wednesday night service and you're like, well, that sounded nothing at all like what I heard on the album, you know. And, <laughs> but you get to that point where what you were saying earlier in the beginning, Aaron, where it's more about performance and not necessarily about the presence, yeah. you know. Um, 
and, and yeah. that, and then, and then, and then you find yourself just missing like the whole mark of what you was trying to establish, you know, there within in your in your worship culture. So that's good stuff. Yeah. What's really cool about that too is like, um, uh, what's really kind of huge right now is the acoustic version of stuff. So yeah. even if like you hear like the latest Elevation album, you're like, man, this is legit. You could you can go online and find an acoustic version, and you could try to copy that, duplicate right. that, even with Hillsong stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's still sweet. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like, I mean, it's legit. Like, dude, they actually did this up good. Um, and so your acoustic stuff doesn't have to be, you know, crappy. You yeah. can actually, you know, beef it up a little bit and still get what you're going for. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, our main goal in the music, in for I think music ministry in general, is to usher in the presence of God, not to entertain people, but to usher in the presence of God. Um, so that's that's where it's at. So you want you want to be gifted and talented in what you're doing, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're cultivating the presence as well. I like that. Let's talk for a minute. Let me ask you a question about, we talked earlier. All right, so I'm a youth pastor, went to this church, got 40, 50 kids, 20 kids, whatever the number is. I'm musically have no clue what I'm doing. So I, me. You know, so, 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 <laughs> so, go ahead. so go ahead, flip it. It's so me. No, go listen, ahead. you play the bass. You know, you even got some musical ability. Just keep going. You play the bass guitar. Just keep going. All right. Bro, you got the ear too, John. You got the ear too, man. Yeah, well, I'm good at telling people when they're bad at something. There you go. Uh, <laughs> See, got to yeah. So I go there. You know, maybe I don't know anything about music. Maybe I got a little bit of an ear. Yeah. All right, you know, like like John said, I can I can tell. Ooh, that's off. And yeah. but I don't play anything. I don't do anything. I'm wanting to look for a worship leader, whether it be a student or an adult. I need someone who can help be my leader. We've established number one that they need to be saved. What right. do you think? Or maybe some other just good key components of someone that you're going to have help lead your worship, whether it's with an acoustic guitar, whether it's with a whole band, what does that look like? Yeah. So key, you're asking key elements on a worship leader, what we're looking for. Yeah. yeah. So you absolutely save number one. I'm not going to go hire somebody, right? Yeah. I'm just yeah. a student, adult, whatever it may be. For sure. Um, so just, this is just in no particular order, right? Um, the, the second thing that comes to mind, like I said, I'm a spirit. I'm a spiritual guy. I want them to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want. I want a tongue talker. Now they don't have to sit up on stage and like shakalaka for like 45 minutes, right? Right. But if they're going to cultivate something in their life, they need to know how to go deeper with God. Okay, that's good. So, um, you know, even if you're a youth pastor listening right now, if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, seek it out, man. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life, right? So get someone who's, who's saved, spirit-filled. But then the third thing is get someone who's coachable. Get someone who's teachable. Because the worst thing we've all experienced this before is when there needs to be correction. Whenever you approach them, they get their feelings hurt or they think that you're calling them, you know, a monster or something like that. And it's just like, no, you're an, you don't tell this to them, but you're thinking you're an idiot, right? Like I'm yeah. not telling you that you suck and that you need to like just never show up to our youth ministry again. I'm just trying to help you out to help me out so that ultimately we can get kids saved. Right. Right. Because right. the reason why we want to cultivate the presence of God in our, in our um, services and our meetings is that way kids can encounter the presence of God and their lives can be changed. Yeah. So the meeting we're having right now is not about you. It's about the broader vision of what we're go of what we're doing. Right. So if someone's going to get their panties in a water, whenever you tell them, hey, like, what, what's going on? Like, 
like, are you praying? Have you sought the face of God this week? Are you even practicing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And obviously you're going to approach them differently. So you're not just going to come point blank at them. You're going to be like, Hey man, you know, I just noticed this going on. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have yeah. to coddle people some to some point, but. And, but, to, and honestly, and we can say that, and we can say this honestly, Aaron, I mean, you're a musician. I am to an extent. Sometimes musicians, we can be a little, have a chip on our shoulder sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Our music and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so it's really as a leader, you just need to know how to navigate that. Like I'll talk to somebody one way and I won't talk to somebody another way. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I'm not going to approach two people the exact same way because that's just foolishness on my part. Right. Anyway, so you need to find someone safe, someone who's spiritual, someone who's coachable. OK, because you're going to have those you're going to need to have those coaching moments regardless. Yeah. Even still get coached you know what i mean yeah and i've been leading worship for like 16 years yeah um, and i just have to remain coachable the other thing too that i would i would say you want to look for is someone who is a recruiter okay um so saved spirit-filled coachable and look at someone who's a recruiter and the way i know this maybe not even necessarily a recruiter let me let me do it like this someone who attracts people okay i know to the the people that I'm looking for are the people that when I walk into a room, they have a group of people already around them. Right. So you don't want your worship leader, like chilling over in the corner, dark corner somewhere before service. And then they turn it on when they go to the stage. You don't want that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like you don't want some emo kid in the back corner, like sitting with the Draculas and the, and the cobwebs, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden come out and like want to do whatever. Even like me, like I'm, like I'm a borderline introvert extrovert. Okay. So like even before service, I'm like, I'm, I'm focusing, I'm getting in the zone. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Uh, right. When I'm leading worship, I'm about to preach. So I, I, I limit my interaction with people, but I still interact with people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. like you we're we're in the people business. Yeah. Your worship leaders in the people business. Yes. They minister to God first, but then they minister to people. And so if your worship leaders off in the corner, drinking their latte, you know what I'm saying? With their skinny jeans, and, you know, don't talk to me attitude, you maybe want to have a conversation with them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you want to ultimately look for a leader who, who is surrounding themselves with people. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the, the Lindsay, who you have there at Heartland Christian Center, she is phenomenal, right? Um, she's, she, you know, she spent a summer with me and Ashley. Um, whenever we lived in Texas, you know, we have a really good relationship with you guys, but even whenever she was with us, people she didn't know, right? I would come into a room and she was surrounded with people talking. Yeah. And it's just like, man, this girl's like a leader. You know what I'm saying? Um, and different people on your team, um, even though they're, they might, they have different personalities. Like Thomas, I look at Thomas. You walk in a room with Thomas and he has kids around him. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. And so you want to look for, for, for worship leaders who, who have those elements, who can draw kids around them. Um, cause if they're not, if they're not able to draw a crowd, how are they ever going to lead anybody in worship? You know what right. I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Um, so that's just some, some practical things that I, that I, I look for saved. Yeah. I want them spirit filled, make sure they're coachable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then someone who actually can draw people around them. Yeah, and, and for some people it's just natural. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some people, they might have to work on it, but for some people it's natural. I walk, whenever I'm around you guys, we're in a room. And I mean, you guys have people around you like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. let's be honest. Some of them people you don't want around you. Know? <laughs> like, 
Like, are you for real? Like, are you for real right now? Like, you've already been messaging me on, on Instagram. You, you've been doing this. Anytime I come around you, you want me to listen to something or you have, like, the craziest question, like, do you believe that Pluto is really a planet? And that heaven is on the other side of Pluto. It's like, bro, get the heck up off me. You know, we've all been there before. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right, right. But even whenever I look, look at you guys, I mean, you guys, you guys walk into a room and it's like the room lights up. It's like, oh, wow, okay. And that's ultimately what you want in your leaders is you want someone who can walk into a room and the room lights up. The, the, yeah. the atmosphere changes. Not necessarily in a spiritual sense, but like, where it's like, oh, wow, so-and-so's here. Okay, yeah, awesome. You know what I'm saying? That's good. I'll ask this question because you mentioned two people here on our team, and I know this might be an obvious answer, but just for those people listening, does your worship leader have to be, because you mentioned two different people that we would call a worship leader here, but but you know the answer because Thomas and Lindsay and how they are. Does your worship leader have to be your main lead singer? No, absolutely not. I mean, uh, no, absolutely not. there are, how do I put this? I know some people who don't play an instrument, but they lead. Yeah. I know other people who play an instrument, but they don't sing. Yeah. Um, and so, no, they don't, they don't have to be the same. Yeah, they, that's, that's good. You know. yeah. It's more, more about developing, more about building up the people around you. Is what you're yeah, saying. absolutely. And you know, honestly, sometimes we just need to get out of our, our, our mindset already. So many of us are stuck in a box. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's good. And our worship has to look like this. Our worship has to sound like this. Our leaders have to do this, have to do that. And man, just just start thinking. Like I give you, I give everyone listening to this podcast right now permission to think. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't be an idiot. Don't become a, a clone. Don't become a zombie. Just think things through. Think out of the box. You know what I'm talking about? Um, think creatively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because if you're if you're just waiting for that right kid to come along, who's who's been classically trained in piano, who's had vocal lessons their entire life to come along, uh, and it's everything you're looking for, I promise you, you're never going to find that. You need to think creatively. Yeah. Even I, I loved it whenever we whenever I was there, we were just starting to plant um, our campuses at Heartland Christian Center, you know, in Westville and North Judson, and so what I loved about the leadership there with Pastor Phil is he thought creatively. Now, some of it, well, you know, obviously the team surrounding him helped him that helped, helped, uh, help him think that way. But ultimately he's the one that pulled the trigger. Um, you know, he thought creatively, Hey, let's go into this campus. Let's play a video one week and then let's have someone come and preach. Now at that point, you know, several years ago, no one was, was thinking like this. You know what I mean? No one was putting this out there widely on how to do a multi-site campus. So we're just kind of have to figure it out on our own. Yeah. Um, the pastor Phil surrounded himself with a team of people who thought creatively he ultimately pulled the trigger. And I mean, now, you know, the North is, is rocking and things about the West. Just think creatively as leaders, think creatively, just think, you know what I'm saying? No, um, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Maybe, maybe the last thing, Aaron, so give, give a few, if we flip back to the practical side, what's a few tools, it might be websites that a youth pastor could use to help train people. It might be uh, free or easy loop tracks that, or a program that they could use if they wanted to. You know, you got an acoustic guitar player, and then you can add just a, a loop track in the key of A under, under your, behind your guitar. What's just some, some easy, practical resources that you could, you could maybe drop on us, this, us today at this podcast? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's there's one app out there. We actually use it on a Sunday morning. Um, 
because we don't have an auxiliary an auxiliary oh gosh my tongue's getting tired man you're good man we don't have no i'm not i'm not good (laughs) after this whole episode um but so we don't have a secondary keyboard player right okay and so we use this app to run like all of our pads like for those of you who don't know what a pad is it's basically a keyboard that holds down a note and it kind of gives what I would call like atmosphere sounds. Okay. You are super not musically inclined and I say pad and you don't understand what that means. Uh, That's what it is. Right. So we use this thing and you can download it. Uh, It's called W T director. Okay. W T director. All right. Um, And so what's really cool about this is you can actually, it's a free app. So it's free to download the app. Um, now, depending on uh, the keys that you want, you, it's it's like five bucks to get like a, a bundle of stuff. You know what I mean? Like all right. for all the keys for, for a certain kind of band. I mean, it's like, it's super cheap, right? So what you can do is you can download this onto an iPad, an iPhone, and then all you have to do is just plug it in. Uh, anyway, I can get into all the technicals, but you, it's a, it's a great resource to kind of help add some atmosphere. So maybe you just have an acoustic guitar or maybe just a piano. You can download the app, play some pads in the background to give you a little bit of atmosphere and they can play along with it. And what's really cool is during your transitions, if you just have the pad going, it, it eliminates dead space, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, Cause, oh yeah, bro. I hate, I hate dead space. Like the yeah. awkward moment after it's like, all right, we're going to take the offering. You take the offering and the band's left. And it's like, uh, what do we do now? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're taking the offering, and it's too early to start my message. We don't have a bumper video. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, uh, so th- it helps eliminate some of the dead space. So that's a pr- that's a good practical thing for you. That's cool. Um, other stuff, just stuff, honestly, that I use. We're I'm I'm at a um, I'm at a decent sized church now. We run probably anywhere from twelve to thirteen hundred people. Okay. Um, on a Sunday. And these are what, this is what I use. And then did you just hear what I said? I'm at, a, at a, 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 what some would consider a larger church. We're not a mega church, but we're a larger church. And I'm using a free app on Sunday morning to help with music. Right. Yeah. So if I can use it at the church I'm at right now, the jokers out there listening to this can download it and use it too, right? Yeah. Uh, another thing that I use is Planning Center. Um now, Planning Center charges you on the, on the size of your church. So if you have a smaller church, maybe 50 people, it's, it's a super low price. And what that does, that helps you schedule everyone on your team. Um, planning Center is like, I don't know, like the industry standard for ministry in general. You know, okay. I'm pretty sure everyone knows how to use Planning Center. If you don't, download it, look at it. It's super easy. Um, iTunes, YouTube, you can actually, now I don't know if I should tell you this because it might be illegal. You there's a way. <laughs> like, that's a great way to say it, bro. Okay. Um, you just have to be resourceful in that. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, there, there's different resources out there. Like I said, just need to think creatively on how you want to do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but just remember, our ultimate goal in the music ministry for, for youth, for even main main church, whatever, is you want the anointing, man, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. Because if your worship leader brings it, it's easier for us worship, uh, us, us uh, youth pastors to preach. Come on, somebody. Come on, you know that's good. 
That's good. If, we have, if, if our worship leader is taking people to the grave and we have to raise the dead before we got to preach, yeah. my God, yeah. it ain't good, man. It's yeah. really not good. You know what I'm saying? So you want the anointing. You just want to get, you just want the anointing, man, because the anointing yeah. is everything better. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's what really makes the difference in changing lives. So don't, don't sacrifice the presence for atmosphere. You can have both. Um, and just, just go for it, man. Just, you know, just, just do what you got to do. That's so good, man. And, uh, that's probably a good landing spot for, I mean, we could probably continue to talk about the presence and the, Oh, let's do it, man. Let's no. do it, bro. <laughs> I got a whole list of scriptures over here. I got my whole Bible busted out. We can go through, I could take you through, uh, the exegesis, man. I can take you through it all, man. Well, I mean, you could, we could, and maybe that's what we'll do. We'll even have you back on the podcast. Cause we could even talk about even the, you know, the hunger of the generation. I mean, our generation is starving for something real, something powerful, yeah. something, you know, they need more than just, oh, that sounded cool. But we'll save that for another podcast because I know you can preach oh, bro, it. Don't, don't tease me like that, man. I know. You know I, I, have a, I have stuff bubbling inside me right now, man. We can go. <laughs> so listen, so, so um, if people want to get in contact with you, Aaron, maybe they want to shoot you a message or email or something, maybe ask you a little bit more about some of the technology stuff that you mentioned, maybe, they want to ask you a little bit, a few more questions about the presence, what we talked about. If they want to get in contact with you, how would, how would they do that? Um, one way they can do that is uh, they can reach out to me uh, for my email address. It's, a, it's, it's just my first and last name. It's Pino, P-I-N-O dot Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at yahoo.com. Um, they can reach out to me that way. Uh, social media, my social media handles, just Aaron Pino, um, Instagram, Facebook, you know, I'm not on that Snapchat. I'm, I'm old school, man. All right. Sounds so, good. I thought there's something crazy with that Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Something about, you... something about taking my picture, man. And I don't ever see it again. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, <laughs> really, there's something up right about that I'm just telling you right now. I'm pretty sure big brothers into that too. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. I love it, man. We got to have you back on. Yeah. So we can talk about the presence and, and, and probably hash that out some more. I would love to talk more about that. All right. Yeah, sure. Aaron, thanks so much, man. Definitely by far, I would say our favorite Pinot. Oh, right. hands down our favorite Pinot. I'm the only Pinot y'all jokers know in real life, man. But you're our favorite. Yeah, but man. you're our favorite, though. Yeah, like sometimes true. I watch YouTube videos, I'm like, ah, my favorite Pinot is that Aaron Pinot <laughs> right there. So. <laughs> You're watching the wrong Pino on YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, thanks a lot for joining us today, man. Taking some time out and sharing your heart with, uh, with everybody that's, that's listening, man. It means a lot. Man, that was absolutely incredible, Matt. All I'm going to say is, yo, that's all I got. Like, that, it was that good. It was that good. Just yo. Yo, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, Aaron, you can tell Aaron has got it. Um, Aaron's got it together. Like, he sees it from from multiple different aspects. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, like, there's, I mean, not much more that you can throw. I'm excited to have him back to kind of, to kind of jump in a little bit more on some of the stuff that he just even just scratched the surface on. Yeah, I thought he shared some really good stuff about creating the worship culture. Uh, I mean, good Lord, the thing that he, that he said so well about the anointing. You know, you can never replace the anointing with just atmosphere. Uh, and and like, like, like John said, we're going to have him back, maybe flesh that out a little bit more. 
uh, it was good stuff, man. So, so thanks for checking it out today. Hey, again, if they want to get in contact with us, maybe ask us some questions. Should we even? No, we're not going to tell them who's coming up next because we got a couple guests coming up next that, that they're going to be really good. But how, how do they get in, in contact with us, PJ, and, and hear from us? Yep, just hit us up, John at EssentialCoaching.us and Matt at EssentialCoaching.us. Email us questions. You can listen back. Don't forget, if you have any questions for Aaron, Pino, just hit him up. Um, he would love to be able to get in contact with you. Leave us some reviews on this podcast. Uh, we look forward to our next one coming up soon. See y'all.